Yeah. Thank, thank you, Christopher. There's a lot to unpack there, actually, yeah. I, I feel like. Um, Bing, yeah. dun, dun, dun. If you didn't listen to yesterday's dun, show, dun, dun, dun. I told the story how I spent $7,000 on back surgery for my dachshund many years ago. Not many years ago, several years ago now. Um, and Kaplan was like, there's a line. You know, like right. there's a line for you. And that's fine. Like, you know, we but Laura and I and Lindsay all had the same reaction as you heard. We all went, wow. Yeah. Not uh, just you guys. You heard yeah. about the lady that sent an email, an email to the to boss. boss. She wants me canceled. Wait, because- wait, really? I didn't yeah. know it was that. It oh, went yeah. That far. Oh, no. Total cancellation. How dare he hypothetically say that should there be a seven thousand dollar back surgery bill for his dog? How dare he say in a hypothetical that he would rather put the money into his children than his dog? I demand that he be canceled from 710. She didn't say it like that, though. Exactly like that. Precisely. It was my mom who wrote the email, actually. So, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, that is funny, though. Like, come on. Like, stop. Like, it's, it, listen, you, there were people who agreed with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a feminist. I got a lot of uh, messages saying that I should not demand you doing anything for your Frenchie because your wife, ex-wife, owns 80% of it. And I am the <laughs> typical L.A. girl for demanding that. There you go. See, Laura took some heat, too. There you go. Pay the bill, bro. You didn't take heat from earlier in the week looking for a sugar daddy for your new apartment? Well, I'm not looking for a sugar daddy. I just got weird messages. on. Yeah, you got the... Lindsay was right. You got the bots going. Yeah, it was weird. I didn't even know that was a thing, but... The bots nest. Yeah, porn bots. Yeah. So there was that. But, like, so... Lindsay, let me ask you this. Were you listening to Travis and Sleewood today? Today I did not listen to Travis and Sliwa. Not gonna lie. No, you, you don't okay, know what you did, Laura, did you listen to Travis and Sliwa today? A little bit because I was oh, here early. Okay, so I I kind of know a little bit because I've been kind of sort of been told in pieces that Sliwa got really mad at people who were like you know at the Kings for making fun because we talked about that story yesterday that they played the song "Cold as Ice" and that Sliwa didn't didn't. You know, now I heard him today. He he got upset, is what people said. Now I I didn't hear him upset. <laughs> I didn't hear him upset. I <laughs> caught on my drive back from the airport from LAX earlier this morning. I I, I I heard him say it's just not my style. You know, yeah. and and it's it's like okay. I mean, I get that, but it's still funny. Like I actually totally think, funny. And Travis was with you and me. Like you know, it. it I actually think the league stepping in is silly. Like what are you right. doing? Like who cares? Right. Like, you have again, to protect the guy I, from going ice cold? Right. And I, I told you the story how Mark Cuban used to go over after Shaq's weight all the time, and the league never yeah. said anything back then. Yeah. Fat uh, shamed him. Yeah, seriously. Right. <laughs> and, Bullying. But, but, and, and by the way, much like Russell Westbrook, who took it in stride, Shaq used to always take that stuff in stride, too. Um, Chuck, hey, Chuck, hey, Chuck, you see what Mark Cuban said about me, Chuck? Hey, Chuck, you see that? <laughs> Chuck. You, well, your Shaq sounds like he's 87 years old. No, he always, like, every <laughs> time like Chuck. grandpa. Every time, every time he wants to talk to you, hey, Chuck, you hear what you say about Mark Cuban about me? Like, what? You made him a little younger. He's probably like 75 right. now on that second All right. attempt. All right, I'll, yeah. try and, I'll try and make him a little younger as the day yeah. goes on. Yeah, yeah. He was like 87 the first time around. You definitely, you definitely made him your grandpa who can't find his glasses hey, anymore. Hey, like Sedano. That's, yeah. Yeah. You hear what Sedano said, Chuck? You hear yeah. that? So, um, a check. Yes. So, uh, not really, but close enough. Is that a terrible? Sh- is that a terrible? It was check? not good. Yeah, really, Lindsay, good, not good. What would you grade that check? Actually, <laughs> yeah, that's like a D plus. Yeah, yeah, Come I on. would agree. Laura, really? what is what? Kaplan check. Why are you being nice? That's an F. 
Oh, oh my wow. God, it's a fail, dude? Yeah, yeah. Completely. I mean, a D plus really? isn't like a pass either. Let's not be real here. So. She was being hey, nice. Laura, she really wanted to say yes. Laura, you want to know? I got a new phrase that I'm using now that oh. my kids have been, have been using. Oh, God. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start using it when you okay. give me an F like that. You ready? Go, go, go. Uh-huh. Come on, girl. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> That's not new. Yeah, yeah. it's brand new. <laughs> it just happened. It's not new. It just happened. It's brand new. Yeah, it just got to me. Just, I just found out about it. <laughs> That is exactly why they don't put no respect on your name. <laughs> hey, Chuck, you hear that? You hear that talking about respect on my name? I mean, literally five years ago called, and they want their, their phrase back, basically. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Really? Well, it, take, it took a long time to filter all the way down to me, you know? I mean, I'm pretty sure that phrase was very, very in, like, vogue um, because uh, Birdman had a song with it in his in in the lyrics, right? Put some respect on my name, or respect on my respect on my name. Um, I think. Oh, the song, see the difference? Yeah, yeah. So yes, mine's respect. It is a difference. Yeah, yeah, respect. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Yeah, I want to say that's at least five years old. Welcome, well, by the way, to well, 20, thank you. I 2017 just, or I 16. Just, well, to me, it's brand new, and to me, yeah. it's really cool and hip and <laughs> contemporary. To me. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let us know when you discover the phrase or the word gnarly. Okay? Yeah. 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 No, no, I'm I'm in on gnarly. I've been in on gnarly. Okay. Been in okay. on it. Yeah. Okay. So let me get back to Sliwa here. So I was listening to them this when I was driving back from LAX and um and Sliwa was just like he was just like down on the kings. And uh, and you know, Travis was kinda like, Yeah, but they, they, they're the Kings. They should be trolling like the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like, because he was like, "Well, the Lakers wouldn't do that," and I was like, "Of course, the Lakers wouldn't do that." Travis right. said, which I agree with. The Yankees and the Lakers and like teams like that are not going to no. be the ones trolling. They're at the no. top of the mountain, right? No, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Sacramento Kings. Or Those by the way, the, teams. the yeah. LA Chargers have a great social media account. I'm so glad you said that. I wish you would have said San Diego, but you're exactly right. Um, the, it's for it's for garbage teams like Jacksonville or the Chargers or the Kings. It, it's for garbage franchises to say, well, we're not going to win a lot of games, so we might as well have some fun at our opponent's expense, especially when Russ is struggling the way he is. George, they were going after him before the game even started. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. And and that's what they should do. You should be poking the bear if you're the Sacramento Kings. Like, I don't think that that's, like, this huge deal. Like, you and I talked about it yesterday. We kind of agreed, and we kind of just kept it moving. I didn't think anyone would disagree. But, like, I didn't realize Slee was, was going to come here with, like, his purple and gold cape and just, like, fly around Crypto.com Arena and L.A. Live to have to defend Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. I didn't realize this oh. was a thing. All he wants, Sliwa, and to his credit, I'll give him the credit on this, he just wants the Sacramento Kings to put some respect on Russ's oh, name. For the love of God. Feel me? This guy. This guy. Feel me? No, I don't feel you, actually. You're not feeling yes. that at all? No, really? I'm not. I'm not feeling See the way that. I said respect rather yes, than respect? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Thank you, Birdman. Appreciate it. Just but like the, you say welcome. wilding instead of wilding. Yeah. Uh, so, real quick. <laughs> now, Laura... Like was he? But I didn't hear him mad. Like Chris just said, he was mad. I didn't hear Angry. that in my drive. Laura, was he mad? He seemed a little bit upset about the situation. I, I, I don't know if he was like really mad or he was just playing it for the bit. But he was not happy. Oh, I'm I trying to find plays anything for because I, I my sources told me that he went after Taylor, uh, the board op on the show really? because it was oh, revealed the that, ice ice thing. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, he, yeah. It was revealed that Taylor is a Kings fan. 
Um, and, oh, nice. uh, and I, I heard there were veiled threats made on the air. Like, oh, if you want to succeed in L.A., you so better that not was, uh, sorry, be so a Kings fan. See, That was not today, but yesterday. Okay. So yesterday he was upset because okay. Taylor kept dropping so I- in the ice, ice, the <laughs> oh, ice song. Okay. And then so that's funny, was- though. That's funny. I will find yeah. audio. And the yeah, more play it pisses that, Sleeve off, that. the better. The, that, that's actually very that, funny. That is funny. That is funny. And look, I mean, man. Hey, Sliwa, man. Come on, dude. Take heed. I'm a lyrical poet. Miami's on the scene just in case you didn't know it. I mean, come on, Sliwa. Ice Ice Baby, oh baby. <laughs> What's up, Linz? Who, who are you? Like, seriously. <laughs> dropping vanilla ice. Who are you? Like, you went from, like you went from, yeah, yeah. You went from <laughs> learning, put some respect on my name five minutes ago. A thing that's five years old to like now going back to 1992 right. uh, with Rob Van Winkle or whatever his name is. Yeah. Vanilla is that his Ice. real name, Rob Van Winkle? Ice Ice Baby. That's his name. No, no. Vanilla Ice. What's his vanilla. real name? Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Ro- it's Rob not Van Vanilla. Winkle. That is not his actual name. No, it's name. not? Okay. No. no. I think you got it. I think you nailed it. Yes. Rob Van Winkle. Van Winkle. Yes, that is his what name. What a nerdy real name, too, for a rapper. <laughs> Yo, but for a minute, he was huge. Dude, he was a monster. For a minute, he was huge, okay? Let's not get it twisted. He was huge. And then Suge Knight allegedly, you know, hung him off a balcony, you know, and that, there went that. But, um, I don't know if that's allegedly. I saw it in a movie, didn't I? I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, man. I'm oh. just saying allegedly. I always I always stick to that because I don't, you know, I cover myself in that situation. Oh, I thought I saw um, the movie. But, yeah, I, I was uh, – so I heard t- – so, Laura, what you're saying is I heard the tame version of Sliwa on day two? Certainly sounds. I'll that take way. that as a yes. Okay. Certainly sounds she's, that way, she's George. She's searching for something. Yeah, yeah I well. heard it. I heard the conversation uh, yesterday. Sorry, guys. I, I love how Sliwa. I, I now, do you think if Sliwa was like the the Lakers superhero, you know, like is that the cape? The cape has got to be purple and gold, right? Like, of course, yes. I think he's gone. Like now, he's so much more of a Laker defender than ever before. Because, you know, he did fill in on one of the Laker radio broadcasts one night, George. He you did? That over the holidays. Good for him. Yeah. So over the holidays, the Lakers actually said, hey, look, you know, everybody's down and out with COVID. Sliwa, you healthy? He's like, yeah. They're like, you want to uh, do the game? He's like, really? Yeah. So now that Sliwa has actually done the game for the Lakers, in addition to being an expert panelist on Spectrum Sports on television, I think he's, he's really taking the defense of the Lakers to another level. In which case... If Slee was so upset about it, we really ought to fly him up to Sacramento. Go find the in-game presentation yeah. person yeah. at the iPay on One Center. I think yeah. that's what it's called. Is that yeah, iPay, yeah. Pay One, PayPal? No, Golden One Center. It's that's what it's called. called. Yes. And and Slee should go kick his I ass. Pay? Where did you get that from? I don't know. I thought it was Pay Golden Pay Pay somebody. Pay me. Yeah. Slee would kick some ass, man. Take that yeah. from the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings are going to disrespect the Lakers? Yeah, put some respect on their name, right? Yeah, that's a cool phrase, by the way. Nice job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously, Sliwa, do something. Yeah, so anyhow, we, uh, yeah, I didn't, I, because I had heard all this stuff, and then I listened today, and I didn't get that sense, and I thought these people were lying to me. You know, I'd like to make a suggestion to the, uh, yeah. to the Travis and Sliwa show. What's that? Why don't you guys get on the guy from the Kings Who's the in-house entertainment Yeah, see guy. if he'll come on and yeah. defend himself. And tell him. Say, hey, pal, I got a problem with you. Pick a bone with him. Right. Right. How dare you do that to us? We're the Lakers. Yeah. That's Russell Westbrook. You're the Kings. Right. And I know we wanted Buddy Heald, and we probably should have Buddy Heald, and yeah. we'd probably be a lot better with Buddy Heald, yeah. but yeah. we're the Lakers. Yeah. You're the Sacramento freaking Kings. Yeah. 
should be trolling us. Yeah. Now we have the uh, the Taylor audio that upset Sliwa. Allegedly upset Sliwa. I don't know. I have to say allegedly because I don't know if this is true. Like I didn't hear an upset Sliwa. I just heard a. Uh, I would I would call it a disappointed Sliwa is what I what I heard today. Now, now this is the day before. This is yesterday's audio. Correct. Yeah. Laura? This is a rejoining. You know, Morales plays his magic in there, but this. Yeah, is he does. He Morales also, Morales does like to poke the bear. You know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know why are we poking the Sliwa bear? Like why is that necessary, Morales? Like you know, like come on. What's wrong with you? All right, let me hear this. <laughs> I love how Morales weaved himself into the conversation right. as well. Like that is, that's always funny. Oh, um, Jared Goff. I mean, Marcellus Wiley, who, you know, we don't know his whereabouts anymore. I mean, I've seen him on milk cartons. I mean, God bless him, you know. But, uh, that dude. You know, used to be, you know, a, uh, he was the biggest anti-hero here. He was like a Clipper fan, which right. I would imagine, Laura, I mean, you're the biggest Laker fan on this show. Like, you know... Marcellus Wiley being a Clipper fan has got to be way worse than being a Kings fan, no? To a Laker fan, yes? Yes. Right. Yes, yes. Kings so, fan? There are no Kings fans. Well, I mean, not, Taylor. I mean, there's one. He's weird. Yeah. I mean, there's you one guy. feel sorry for him. Like, you can't be mad at <laughs> yes. him for being a Kings right. fan. Right, I feel bad for Taylor, yes. <laughs> he doesn't need any more beating up at that point. He I mean, really said, I didn't have anyone to root for, so that's who I went with. Like, that's so sad. That is horrible. That is, yeah. really that is unfortunate. Sad. And he grew up here? No, 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 no. No, he grew up in the like, Midwest. I think, I, like, I, Iowa. He lived somewhere. Oh, during well, there was those no basketball teams. Years, yeah, yeah, there wasn't a basketball. Now team. was did you become like a fan during the Chris Webber years? Yes. Like, I need to know yes. more exactly. about that. That's yeah. exactly. Oh, is that what it was? Yes. When 100%. Donaghy, well, those fans hate Donaghy. Woo! Good lord. Yeah, that's the, exactly why he's the Tim a, Don- Donaghy I'm scandal. They, listen, they'll never forget that when you talk to those people up there. They don't. They they seethe the minute you say his name. Um, because of that series against the Lakers. But anyway. Uh, all right. Well, I guess then that solves it because I was going to say we should get Taylor on to defend himself. But, I mean, if you're really Slee we should chill out, man. I mean, come on, I mean, Slee. He, he he's a little wound tight. This Lakers losing streak is clearly well, getting I mean, to him. But, but did you hear the way? Hey, that is not smart for somebody in this industry, in this town. Like, like what, what's going to happen, Slee? GD Bus going to call over to the radio station and go, hey, hey, hey. Um, I didn't like it when the Kings trolled Russ. I don't need our hometown radio station trolling Russ. And what it was, Slee yeah, I don't think, think that, they care enough. No, I don't. I think they also have a sense of humor. <laughs> no, I also think they don't care about it. Right. Like if Russ didn't care, then they don't care. That's kind of the reality. I mean, lighten up, Slee. I, that should be the new a new bit for them. Instead of just ask Slee, they should do a segment called Lighten Up, Slee. Yeah, it's a good idea. There you go. That one's free of charge. And 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 we gave him the other idea. Which is book the guy from the Sacramento Kings. Right. In how, there, there's two very solid ideas. Get to work, Emily. We got it for you. There you go. Uh, all right. <laughs> Coming up next, it's time to talk about pressure. Oh, there's lots of pressure on Super Wild Card Weekend, by the way. That's, uh, that's what they're calling it now, Super Wild Card Weekend. So we'll get to that. Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay, both got the pressure on their chest at the moment can they get it off their chest with a big w we'll get into that on the other side this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
better because it has to be. Why don't they just let me live? Tell me why I don't need permission. Make my own decision. Oh, that's, that's my, my prerogative. prerogative. We are so off. They say I'm crazy. I really don't care. That's, that's my, my prerogative. prerogative. They say I'm nasty. I really think I'm good. But I don't give a damn. I don't know the next sentence in the song. Um, so Jam Bobby City Brown right was performing in Vegas on New Year's Eve. I saw that as I was flipping around channels on New Year's Eve because I'm an old person. Um, and, you know, I don't actually do anything on New Year's Eve anymore. But um, I was also exhausted because I was uh, on that ridiculous trip trying to get back home from San Antonio. You but, know, uh, dude, let me tell you something. Your Instagram of your travel, you know, your planes, trains, and automobiles kind of moment trying to yeah. travel around the country doing NBA games. I'm not joking, dude. I canceled my trip to Atlanta for the Peach Bowl. Yeah, I, I know. Like, I, you know why I know? Because you, you sent the same message three different times to me in three different ways. Yeah, well. Let me ask you a question. Go How ahead. hammered were you when you sent me each one of those messages repeated three times over a span of, like, 24 hours? I don't know. That's a good question. Was it, they, <laughs> it was all on different platforms, like text, No, Instagram. no, it was all on Instagram. You sent oh, it was? Me, you, you sent me, well, no, actually, one was on text and two were on Instagram. Yeah. But I swear to you, dude. I, I was so funny. Like, I... The third one, I was just like, I was so annoyed. I didn't want to talk to anybody. Like, I was just, I was just trying to get home. And by the third time you sent me, I literally was going to write back to you, like, I get it, bro. You've already said it three times. Dude, I'm telling you, I watched your Instagram. You can't get from here to there. Flights are canceled. I'm trying to go to this town to get back to this place. I was like, I'm not going to Atlanta because I'm going to go down there. I'm going to get stuck in Atlanta. And then I'm not going to get back, and everybody's going to be mad at me because you know I screwed up the whole. No, ski you were trip. you were going to miss your own uh, your right. own vacation, right? Whatever. So I was like, I'm not going to Atlanta. I'm not getting caught up there like George Sedano. Yeah, you weren't worried about us. You were worried about Rachel. Yeah. Oh God, for sure. I, dude, I was petrified. Yeah. Her and my daughter, the two of them. I was like, if I go down to Atlanta and I get stuck and flights get canceled and whatever else, they're going to kill me. So. I didn't want them to be mad at me. So I was like, you know what? I'm following Sedano's advice. I'm not traveling. Not during the holidays. Too many flights being canceled. Yeah, it was nuts. Anyway, uh, but Bobby Brown, I love uh, I, that that album right there. was so good. My so prerogative. Good. Yeah. I remember going on a vacation um, with my parents. They saved, a, you know, I was a kid. You know, they saved up a ton of money. My parents used to, like, cut coupons, like, literally to, like, save extra money to go on, like, nice vacations, mm -hmm. which, you know, honestly is, like, a hell of a way to teach a kid the value of money, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Like, I actually thought that was pretty admirable. My wife cuts coupons still to this day. You like, mean like for the, the grocery the store Sunday, kind of coupons? The Sunday paper. Like, we get, we get like the LA Times on Sunday and she cuts coupons. Dude, she let saves me tell a lot you of money. George, George, people who know how to coupon, and it yeah. is an art form, if you will. Yeah. People who know how to coupon, they could show you, hey, I go into the store, I buy $300 worth of stuff, but because I use the coupons... I just walked out of the store. I spent 65 cents. I mean, seriously. Yeah, people yeah, yeah. who know how to coupon, yeah. those are the people that are enjoying beating the system. Yeah. I want to be one of those people. That's extreme yeah. couponing. And let me tell you, it's that's a lot of work. It's almost it, like it a full-time job. Yeah. yeah, it is a lot of work. Um, but the uh, So what I was going to say was we went to like Costa Rica when I was a kid, right? Mm -hmm. And um, we had like the tour guide taking us to a bunch of stuff. It was a young guy. It was probably like his early 20s. It, you know, I was like, I don't know, maybe like 11 or 12 or whatever. So I would ride in the front when, with him driving, and he had a cassette 
tape. And I had a Walkman back then. Like, I had saved up money, like, cutting grass to buy a Walkman. And yeah. he's like, what are you listening to? And I said, oh, Bobby Brown. Are you familiar? He's like, he's like yeah, I kind of know Bobby Brown. He's like, is that the, the, his album? Like, yeah. So we played it the whole time, and I let him keep it. I was like, yeah, wow. man, you can have it. What a guy. Yeah. What a guy. Been very altruistic in that sense. Very nice. Uh, anyway, um, altruistic is a great way to describe uh, – uh, probably a nice way to describe Matthew Stafford with all the interceptions this season. However um, – all that stuff's got to stop now, right? Like, at the, you know, this is when, you know, the regular season counts to an extent. We sit here, we yammer for 17, 18 weeks, whatever it is. But really now is the time where we really make these micro-aggressive commentary when it comes to people's <laughs> livelihoods in the National Football League. Is that is that a good way to describe micro-aggressive. it? Micro-aggressive. I like that phrase. Yeah. That's very yeah. good. Yeah, because yeah. the whole country today seems to be having the exact same conversation. Who has more pressure going into the super wild card weekend? And the reason it's funny to me and relevant at the same time is because when you really look at the playoff games this weekend, George, yeah, you know, there is a ton of pressure on Matthew Stafford, on Sean yeah. McVay, on the yeah. Rams franchise. Yeah. There is I mean, a ton of Stafford, pressure. I would, more Stafford than anyone else, I would say, if I had to I, pick you know, somebody. I'm, I kind of feel like there's a lot on McVay, too. I think there's a lot on Les Snead. I think there's a lot on the Rams. But Yeah, I mean, not, there is some, but I don't think I, – I, I, again, we're going to argue semantics, but I would say not a lot. Like, but they're I think, tied together. You know, right, they, I, they are. They are. But those guys have been to a Super Bowl. Like, Matthew Stafford enough. hasn't won a playoff game, right? Fair so. enough. Yeah. But, but you see, but listen, as much as we think that there's a ton of pressure on the Rams, and I think that there is, and, and, and by the way, Sean McVay will try and say, no, 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 there's not no, a lot of, of pressure. What is he supposed and, to say? Right, of know? course. And, and Matthew Stafford will say, no, I'm proving myself every time I go out there. Believe the exact opposite of what these guys are saying in these moments. Mm-hmm. But it's not just the Rams, George. You think Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys oh, have yeah. pressure Yeah, on? they have pressure too, for sure. Tons, right. Yeah. Well, they're the Cowboys. They are the Cowboys. And the Niners are a long-standing rival. I would argue that the Raiders, Derek Carr in particular, who has never played in a playoff game, who has – he's a 0-0 and in the playoffs, and he's led one team to the playoffs, and he didn't play because he was hurt. Right. You don't think Derek Carr's got some serious pressure going into these playoffs? I don't, actually. I don't. Really? Because I feel like the Raiders are playing with house money a little bit. See, um, I feel like the Steelers are playing with house money. I mean, well, yeah, because they literally backed in. But, like, the – yeah, like, I, no, I think the Raiders are playing with a little bit of house money because, I mean, they were 6-7, and seven, man, at one point. <laughs> like, I, them being here and playing their way in was actually kind of cool, you know, having won four in a row. It was so, a great story. But remember, they were 3-0, and oh, and people were talking about Derek Carr in the early part of the season. I know sure. it's a long ways back. MVP, this could be his year. Right, but look at all the things that happened in between. Like, any other team would have completely unraveled. But here's what Raider fans are thinking, though. I I tell you this right now. Raider fans are saying this. They want to love Derek Carr. They want to believe in Derek Carr. They They do do for right now. He seems like he's he's grown as a leader for sure. Of the Raider nation. Not just of the team, of the nation. But they all know the facts. Hasn't been to one, hasn't played in one. This is his first chance. He's been a starter for a long time in this league. Lots of turnover at head coach, general manager, offensive coordinator, roster. He's been the constant. So now it's time for Derek Carr to win a playoff game. Okay, but here's the thing. The Raiders have been to one playoff game since 2003. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. It was the year that Derek Carr led them there with Jack Del Rio. Ya boy. Um, and he didn't play because, as you mentioned, he was hurt. So, th- so if you have to th- think about that, 
That's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 years. No, there's got to be something playoff wrong in appearance. There. Oh, 19, in 19 years. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, but I just feel like Derek Carr has, has led this team this far and to get bounced in the first round. No, Cap. They've been to the playoffs once in 19 years, man. I got it. Like you, I got this it. is like Knicks fans who last year they surprised everyone. They were like these darlings or whatever. And I remember, like on the when on, when the show was called the Jump, um, I, we were doing like over unders, and I was like, oh, the Knicks 43 and a half under. And I'm like, Vegas is already telling you they're going to be a 500 team with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, under. And they are. They're bad. They're not even in the play-in. Like, so what I'm saying is, and what what I've said to Knicks fans on Twitter is what I would say to Raiders fans right now. Yo, you've had a rough go of it. Just enjoy the ride for a minute. Oh, don't, no, man. Don't, don't get ahead of yourself. Just enjoy the ride for a little while. Hard to we enjoy don't, and the by ride. The way, it's that's been good so at, long. That's good advice for anyone, regardless of what it's about. Like, sometimes I understand we all want to be great and we all want everything to be perfect and you know know, I get it like in life but sometimes just take sit back take a breath look around and go hey this moment now is kind of cool let me just enjoy it for a second well I I would say general we don't do enough of that I would say Raider fans are thinking to themselves it's been so long since we've been here who knows when we're going to get back here this is Derek Carr's first playoff game Derek Carr win the playoff game Hard to enjoy it. I want more. I want more than just super wild card weekend. Okay. So All listen, right. I I think the I think the Rams as an organization have a ton of pressure on them. Stafford think, is the I, one seed though. Stafford is there. Dak Prescott with the contract he got. But who's with, the one seed in terms of players? Yeah. I, listen, I I think Stafford. I mean, it's easily and, Stafford. And I think Stafford and Dak Prescott are kind of right there mm. with with. Two guys that the world is looking at saying, hey, Stafford, they got rid of Goff. They had to have you. And they're looking at Dak and they're going, you got hurt and they gave you a boatload of money and you play in a weak division. I think there's a lot of pressure on both of these two individual guys. Those I are, mean, my, are my top two. There are, but my, I, my one seed would be Stafford. Speaking of pressure, the pressure is mounting on Russell Westbrook and he has spoken uh, to a one single reporter. Uh, about this season. We'll tell you what Russ had to say and how he's talking about sacrifice. Talk about sacrifice. We'll divulge what he said in a moment. We'll be back in three minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. <laughs> I hate him. Oh, Laura. That's so funny. It's such a good song, though. Do they still shout? Do they still do love dedications on FM stations? I haven't heard them in a long time. That used to be a big deal, like on those night shows. Totally. Remember? Remember, like, the Art LeBeau show? Be yeah. like, I want to dedicate, you know, give a shout out to my man who's locked up. 
Smiley. <laughs> Yo, every night show on an FM station in America used to play like slow jams at like nine or ten o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and they would do the dedication hour, and you'd have oh. people call in and shouting them out. It was. I, I would totally go back to that. I would totally. F- I would I bet love you to do that. We that should do it. Oh, so we should awesome. do that. We should do like a fake version of that right. one day. We so should do dope. shout outs. We should, we should do totally it. do that. Just do like yeah. long, like dedications. Yes. Just want to give them <laughs> Hey, by the way, mm. you, you mean to tell me that. No, LL no. Cool here's day. the thing. I got yeah. the day. Valentine's yeah, Day. That's Ooh, the day we're doing it. That's nice. a good one. Yeah, That's the day we're doing it. All yes. Right. So hey, a no. month from today. When is Valentine's Day? Is it during the week? Yes, it it's is. on a Monday. It's a Monday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. Very nice. There we go. So wait a second. So LL Cool J, how old is he today? LL Cool J is 53, I think. He's still fine. 54. 54. He's exactly the same. He uh-huh. hasn't aged at all. So Dude, good looking. Mm. LL Cool J, though, if, like, if you didn't know what, how old he was, wouldn't you think he's older because he's been in your life for the last 30 years? Yeah, he was a, basically a teenager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him and Mario Lopez look exactly the same as they did like 30 years ago. Ooh, yeah. That's another good one. Yeah. They've got, <laughs> uh, you know, they've got good genes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Laura, Laura, you, you, I don't know. I don't know if the people in the audience heard her when, yeah. when she was. She gave a, an extra mm-hmm for like LL Cool J. I did. He's it still fine that. as hell. He is fine as hell. Mm. He is a good-looking man. Mm-hmm. He is definitely good. He's There's joke. so many songs with LL Cool J though, but I feel like, I mean, if you really like, I mean, LL Cool J, '80s LL Cool J, like straight up to like. Mama said, "Knock you out in like 1990." I feel like that's like peak LL Cool J. His biggest song was "Doing It" for sure. Doing oh, that, that's true. It, that is true, and that's well. like mid 90s. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Mm. I'll give you that. Mm. I'll give you that. So I'll extend it from for a ten a ten year run of like 85 to 95 of like peak LL. Yeah, but doing it, doing it. Saying. I mean, that song get I, I you know back in the day. You know, you, would put song. That, you put that song on in a club or a bar and, you know, there was a lot of bumping and grinding going on. Dude, 85, <laughs> if that was the year, if it was 85. No, 85 was not doing it well. That was 95. Well, no, no, but whatever year it was. I mean, it, where you say he's where he became, you know, kind of on the scene. 85. Yeah, so 85 talking, is like, uh, like rock the bells. Right. So we're talking 37 years. So yeah. now 37 years later. OK, and he's only 53 or 54. That just gives you an idea. Like, if you would have said to me, how old's LL Cool J? I'd be like, I know he's still ripped and he's still looking really good, but he got to be like 72, 73 years old, no. you know? And it turns out he like 54. Yeah, he's, he was super young when he was Amazing. 17 years old. When he Guy's started. been a part of my life for all those years, 30-plus years. Yeah, I'm looking at all his songs. You forget about some of these. Like, Hey Lover, that was a great oh, song. Yeah. Hey Lover's a great hey song. But that's like an outlier at that stage of his career, I feel like. Okay, keep or going. Lounging. Give me some more. Give me some Lounging, more. Lounging's good, good too. Lounging's good too. I don't remember that one. I I need love. He just played that one. Headsprung. Yeah. That was an old, old one. Like that was okay. one of his newer ones. Yeah. I mean, Give us like some more. Give us some I more. mean, around Keep... the way, girl is a great. Oh, song. around the way, yeah. girl is a great song. Yeah. Okay. How about something early though, Lindsay? Something real early. George said, "Rock the bells." Rock the bells, like the original jam. Yeah, I'm talking I about need like, love was like the first one I remember. Yeah, that's '87. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's yeah, when yeah, that's yeah. when LL was was kind of just like that's ladies love LL. You know, that's not like yeah, yeah. old school. No, know. he changed his to like when he went with Mama. Mama said, "Knock you out" is a great song. Do you know the genesis of that song? No, no, I don't. The genesis of that song, like his rival um, coming up, was Cool Modi, mm-hmm. and that song was about like whooping Cool Modi because his mom said, "Knock him out." 
Yeah, Mama said knock you out. Exactly. Okay, got it. And he took him out. Okay. And by oh, the way, okay. we 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 still know LL. Now, no disrespect to Cool Modi, but we didn't. You know, Cool Modi did not uh, survive. No, LL LL won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyond LL that. definitely won. He knocked him out. Is what he did. Yeah, he definitely won. Yeah. Hey, Russell Westbrook. So speaking of of knocking some some out, we'd like to knock. We'd like him to knock some down. Um, <laughs> and he. <laughs> He spoke to Sam Amick of The Athletic, and mm-hmm. the headline screams on this story, I know I'm the one who has, who's got to make the biggest sacrifice. And, you know, look, I, I made a pretty bold, I would say. Would you say it's a bold suggestion yesterday it's about sacrifice? Bold. Yeah. Pretty fairly bold. Come fairly. off the bench. Be mm. the sixth man. That, to Do me, it. is the sacrifice. I feel like it would be better. I mean, we we discussed it. There are lineups with him and Dwight Howard and three shooters that are very successful, and it would allow him to flourish. It would allow the team to flourish. To me, that's the biggest sacrifice he can make. If you know you got to be the one to make the biggest sacrifice, and he's re- obviously discussing his interaction on the floor with AD and LeBron, well, if that's the case, then that, that needs to be the move, in my opinion. I feel like um, what we're reading here is all kind of choreographed stuff, you know, like like he's been ice cold. The Kings trolled him. The uh, you know, you turn on the radio in town, people are ripping him. Uh, the fans are all saying it was a terrible idea. I just feel like these these are one of those those PR moments where you talk to somebody and you say the right things, but can you actually execute on what you're saying? You know, I'm the guy that has to make the adjustment to my game to fit in with these guys to make us successful. Okay, great, great. We under we all. Well, agree. by the way, the mantra early on in the season was AD and LeBron saying, "No, just let Russ be Russ." Well, now with everything that's gone on, and as poorly as Russ has played most recently, now it's like, okay, look, I'm the, I got to sacrifice. Okay, I I can't be a triple double machine every night and have us lose. I got to have fewer numbers and help us win and I can't worry so much about what the stats say it's kind of like when Mac Jones of the Patriots went two for three passing and the Patriots still beat the Buffalo Bills they never threw the ball well they still won the game so Russ is saying the right stuff I got a sacrifice can he do it will he do it he's saying it can he will he what do you think we'll see because to me that's the, that's the ultimate sacrifice now I, I I don't know what else Lindsay was there anything else in the story that I mean I glanced through it I don't I don't think he mentioned anything specific though right like I didn't see anything there that was specific to said sacrifice other than using the word sacrifice no I mean he said he said we're all trying to figure this out as a team as a unit to be able to say okay how can we figure this out and I know I'm the one who has to make the biggest sacrifice right 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 he also went on to say and I understand that okay great great if you have to make the sacrifice and you are aware of it, and you understand it, so then you got to figure it out. Well, watch film, talk to guys, talk to coaches, sit on the bench and watch a little bit. However it is that you figure it out, figure it out. He also added that he's not ever really ever worried about trade rumors, which that I believe because he's been traded before. Like once you've – like. The shock of being traded only lasts, after, I think, the first time. You know what I mean? And then you realize, I don't care who you are, that it's a business, right? Like, well, I don't think that – I think I, – I 100% believe him when he says that. Well, you can believe him because he probably is smart enough to know, I'm not getting traded. 
Ain't nobody trading for me in this $47 million well, but, a year contract. Uh, yeah, well, that's fair, too. But what I'm saying is that even if he, even if they, if they, there were suitors, um, he's already been traded. So, like, there's no shock to that anymore once it's happened. When you're yeah, a young think, player and I, it happens, I could see that being a bummer, you know? Like, when those young kids, the Lakers traded all those kids for Anthony Davis, like, they, you know, I could see those guys being a little shell-shocked for a while, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but in Anthony Davis, well, at least in Russell Westbrook's, uh, you know, at least in his world right now, he knows. It would be a shock if somebody wanted to trade for me. The way I'm playing, the amount of money I make, ain't nobody trading for me. We got to figure this thing out. That's the phrase. Figure it out. It's not my phrase. It's his phrase. He got to sacrifice. And you know what's weird about that, just by the way, is that Russ is now coming to the realization halfway through the season, I have to sacrifice. And it's probably because of what you just said before, George, which is everybody was talking about AD adjusting and LeBron adjusting. When in actuality, it should never have come to this. It should have been Russ. Should have always been Russ. Exactly. Well, it's what you and I talked about. Remember, I said, "Oh, he could, you know, if if it work for it to work, you know, he needs to kind of play that D Wade role, where you know, remember we were talking about that at the beginning of the season, like you know, if he does that and just kind of set screens and he cuts off the basket and then he has some alone time when LeBron's on the bench, right? Like there, you know, we kind of mapped it out and none of that has come to fruition. It's it's no. been very strange. So. Maybe, look, maybe the light bulb has gone off. I mean, I don't know. I, I need to see it to believe it at this stage, all right? All right, coming up next, whew, it is a volatile NFL coaching world, and the Raiders are right in the thick of it. We'll tell you why in just a moment. You are that guy, though, that needs that warning. There's no question about that. I love Space Mountain. Space Mountain is great. I don't know why, I, though. Like, Is it because is it it's dark and like yeah. you can't see where you're going and you – is that why yeah, it's such it's, a great roller coaster? Um, well, as a kid, I remember being obviously before I had writ, you know, gotten on it and wrote it. Um, I remember being a little afraid of it, but then to your point, Petrified. it's it's so dark in there you can't really see anything. So, you know, like you just feel that's like what's the, scary about it. It's like the anticipation of what's going to happen. Oh no, I would be much worse if I could see what's happening. I think it's the best ride. Absolutely. It's a great ride. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. But Even it is still but, to this day. It's a great ride. You know, and with, yes. with, with roller coasters now where your feet dangle and you've got a, a harness over your chest and you're going upside down six times or roller coasters that go down at a, you know, like 90 degree angle and, and at 200 miles an hour. Space Mountain's still a killer roller coaster. It is. It's great. Um, it, it, what, are you a roller coaster person? I love roller coasters. Love them. But I was one of those kids that was afraid of them. But it was Space Mountain that got me over it. Now, I'll go on any roller coaster anywhere, anytime. But how about you? Yeah, I like roller coasters. I'm not, I don't get like, you know, it's weird. I get like car sick, but that's generally about it. Like, I can ride roller coasters and I don't generally get sick on them. Um, I, I think I it's just so happens so fast that you don't really get, I mean, it's really hard to get sick. I mean, I guess I, it's not I, that I hard haven't been to a good roller coaster park. Knott's Berry Farms, Ca uh, California Adventure, yeah, Magic Mountain. Yeah, California Adventure. Um, but in Vegas, I don't know why, but every time I went to Vegas for like some kids soccer tournament, all the kids wanted to go on the New York, New York, uh, oh, the roller coaster. Roller coaster. That's a terrible roller coaster. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Not even tight. Tight. You know, it's got some scary roller coasters in Vegas though, is the stratosphere. And I don't even know if you call them roller coasters, but there's the one that like, it's like, well, they do the bungee seats. jumping there too. Don't they? Oh dude, I've done that. Yeah. Have, have you guys ever done that? No, no, I haven't, but I've seen people do it. Yeah, jump off. I have the no desire to do the bungee jumping. Zero. Oh God, it's scary, scary. Because yeah. not really a bungee. What it is is it's more like you jump off and you actually land down below. Right. And they tell you before you do it, 
You're like, because you're up there and you're honestly wetting your pants. And you're up there and they're like, hey, just to let you know, no one has ever gotten hurt ever. You're yeah. fine. Yeah. And then you just got to make a decision. I'm either going for it or I'm not. Right. And you're like, well, what if I'm that one? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thankfully, I wasn't. I feel like Laura is is definitely a roller coaster person. Laura? Sounds like she's busy. Linz? Yeah, I'm a, I mean, I grew up where Cedar Point, like 30 yeah. minutes from Cedar Point, and that's the the best amusement park in the country. I don't care right. what anyone says. Well, I mean, it always Point. Is. What, what part know. of Ohio is that in? It's in Sandusky. It's a yes. it's a Sandusky. yeah, right next to the right next to Lake Erie. It's probably mm-hmm. like uh like an hour east of um of Cleveland. And it's it's oh man, it's the best. Yeah, that's considered I think but I think if you were an to look on west, like best roller coaster west. parks in the country, that's considered like the top place. Is it really? I don't know. I mean, oh, yeah. I've only been to like California Adventure and like the Well, stuff you know in that Orlando. there are people George who do like you Bush know how people Gardens, sometimes guess, Tampa. Yeah, but you know how some people do like ballpark tours. Yeah. You know, do you know that these people are like, hey, yeah, I of went course. to 12 I have friends parks. that do it all the time. Yeah. Yes. Well, there are people that do roller coaster park tours. Really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they go out for the summer and they say, I'm going to Sandusky, Ohio. I'm going to suburban Pittsburgh. They got a place there called Kennywood. I'm going up to Jackson, New Jersey. They got a great adventure up there. Yeah, people do that. Well, I've been to Great Adventure in New Jersey. I've been there. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I didn't know that. I mean, that's cool, I guess, if that's your jam. I mean, I like them. I don't like them that much, though. Yeah. Like a road trip. All of a you know, go growing trip. up by, by Cedar Point, it made every other park I've ever gone to a complete disappointment. Even like Disney World was just like, ah, I grew up at Cedar Point. Like there's like 30 amazing roller coasters there. So it was kind of lame. Listen, um, I, well, I don't know if Disney World, if you would consider it just like a roller coaster. It's like I don't a, think you know, so. More, amusement park. No, yeah, amusement right. park. Coaster right. Park. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's more all-encompassing than just roller coasters. So I think it's that. Um, by the way, you know, I mean, at Cedar Point or whatever the hell the name of that place in Ohio is, you got, can you drink around the world? No, you can do that at Epcot Center, though, in Orlando. <laughs> I've done that. Just about, here's a word for the wise. Start in Mexico. Don't finish there. Oh. It's the last, it's either the first one or the last one, depending on which direction you're going. Smart move. That sounds yeah. like sound advice. Definitely don't make it the last one. All right. Got it. you know, then you got the tequila. And it, the, you don't want that to be the last thing out of all the pavilions that you do. But that's fun. We used to do that all the time. And then they had the Food and Wine Festival there back in the day. I used to go there back in, I don't know, 10 years ago, whatever. Um, do they have a Food and Wine Festival at the one here in Anaheim? I think they do because I think I saw a newsletter about it, actually, like a company newsletter about it coming back soon. Oh, there you go. Uh, real quick, the Raiders. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, the Raider fans could be uh, having plenty of alcohol this weekend if things go their way. But uh, if things go their way, you know, Cap, you've mentioned this about Rich Bisaccia. I, if they if he wins this one against Cincinnati, I think he's already he's the coach next year. Because I think so too. He, he, here's my reasoning. Remember, they were six and seven. They will in, in essence have won five elimination games basically <laughs> in a row at that point. And I think at that point you have to give him the job. No, I think you do. Um, I don't know that giving him the job if they win a playoff game guarantees that the Raiders are all of a sudden on their way, um, but it just feels right. You know, Rich Bisaccia, when he took over from John Gruden, Mike Mayock, the general manager, came out and said, he's the greatest leader of men that I've ever been around. Mm-hmm. And I went, yeah, well, whatever, dude. Well, right. But, like, Gruden was just the coach. He thought he was a better leader of men than Gruden, and he was the assistant, the special teams coordinator. But the fact of the matter is, Rich Bisaccia has proven 
to be as important to the Raiders this year as Derek Carr, meaning who's keeping this whole disaster together. Right. And Basaccia's temperament, I think, and his longstanding status in the NFL as a really top-notch special teams coordinator help keep the Raiders together and put them where they are. If, if they win, he should definitely get the opportunity. Yeah, I think this is like this is going to be fascinating because I think there's so many things hinging on this. Like to your point, and again, I don't think Derek Carr has more pressure than you know some of the guys we mentioned earlier. But um, you know, it, it'd be great for Derek Carr, who's been a great leader this year, for Basaccia, who's clearly also been a great leader. Um, it would be a, a nice moment. Now, beyond that, you know, I don't know how far the Raiders could go, but we've talked about this is a winnable game. Like, look, I know Cincinnati's great, and I know it's going to be cold. I don't know how that will factor into what the Raiders like to do offensively. I really haven't thought about that, but it's going to be like under th- sub 30. Well, you, um, know, you know Derek Carr's know- career record is 0-5 in games under 37 degrees. I did, I did not know that. No, so the freezing temperature – oh, uh, 37, you said, so it's 5 degrees above freezing. I don't think there's any snow in the forecast, but um, that it is cold, and cold affects guys differently, that's for sure. But you know, George, if, if the Raiders were going to play Kansas City – and they've already destroyed the Raiders twice this year, yeah. and they're the AFC favorite, um, okay, no big deal. But they are, let's remember, playing Cincinnati. You know, when we talk about how the Raiders haven't been in the playoffs in a long time, Neither Cincinnati's Bengals, not exactly yeah. any good either, historically. Yeah, yeah I know? mean, Marvin Lewis got them there a bunch of times, but they never won anything, right? But And, and he's been gone now for probably, I don't know, five, uh, Several six years, years. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, even he probably had four or five years after they made the playoffs that he was still coaching the team because they were too cheap to fire him. But the point is, is that you're not going to play Kansas City. You know, you're not going to play the, the top-rated team, Tennessee. You're playing Cincinnati, and they had a nice year, and they've got a really good young quarterback, and they've got a great young wide receiver. And they got a, nice, a lot of nice skill position players, but they're still the Cincinnati Bengals until they do something. So this is a winnable game for the Raiders. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I think that if they won, it would not surprise me in the least. Like, I, I'm as a matter of fact, if I were looking at upsets, right, like if I had to pick upsets of under like underdogs to win, it would be the Niners and Raiders would be my two picks. And most people don't even really think of the Niners as being an underdog. Now, technically, by definition, they are obviously yes, because that's what Vegas has them installed as a three point yeah, three point dog. Yeah, but you guys, I, I think a lot of people expect San Francisco to win. You guys want to hear a crazy stat about the Bengals and playoffs? Playoffs that there there has never in the history of the world been a text sent about the Bengals winning a playoff game because <laughs> texting I mean, that's how invented. long it's been is what you're yeah. saying yep. yeah isn't that crazy I saw how long has like, it been wow. was it, is it has it been since like since like Boomer Esiason yeah I think it's no way no it's got to be like Carson Palmer yeah, yeah. Carson Palmer they, well no because he got hurt in that game that one game that kind of that, that that changed their trajectory if I recall correctly I think he got his yeah. knee ripped in half no 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 hold right? on Lindsay's right they haven't won a playoff game. Lost wild card, lost wild card. I think card. it was 1990. Hold on, 1990. Yeah, lost division. So did they win a playoff game that year? It, 1990, they lost in the divisional round. So were they a wild card, though? No, they were, no because they were first in their division. So, they, I mean, maybe they played the wild card round. Let me look at this. Yeah, they beat, in 1990, they beat the Oilers, the Houston oh, Oilers there you go. in the wild card yeah, round. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the yeah, Houston yeah. They Oilers. beat the Houston Oilers. You have to wow. go back to 1990, yes. And then they lost to the Raiders in the next round. The Houston Oilers. I wonder. Well, if by that the way, was the Raiders moved. then lost to the Bills in the AFC Championship game that year. Huh. I do remember that. That was uh, Jay. Um, was it Jay Schrader? 
quarterback? Jay, Jay Schrader did go, as I recall, from Washington to, to the yeah, Raiders? Yeah, to the, to the Raiders. Yeah, Jay Schrader uh, lost that game in Buffalo. They got crushed in Buffalo, if I recall correctly. Wow, so. the Houston Oilers. Yeah. Warren long Moon, time. run and shoot. Yeah, long time. All right, we got to go. Laura's telling us we got to go. All right, oh. coming up <laughs> next, does Sean McVay's reputation depend on a Rams playoff win? There's people saying that, and it's not even Cap who's that crazy. We'll get to that next.